Now, I've been mentioning it for several weeks that I'd like to have some volunteers to share some grace stories. And it may shock and surprise you that no one has. <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, I expected that. Um, I realize that most people don't like to do what I do, uh, get up and talk in public. In fact, they say it's the number one fear, except for Mike Moon. Um, and, and I'm afraid to let Mike talk in public. Uh, so that's my fear uh, for that one. But uh, so I decided to take a little bit different approach. I, I still would like to have some if there's, you know, a, one or two people that say I'd, I would be willing to get up and share my grace story. I'd, I'd love to let you do that. But when you came in, you should have gotten a blank white card. We ran out of cards. Brittany happens to have some in the back there. Would you get those cards? And if you do not have a blank white card, raise your hand. Okay, keep them up and let Brittany. I, I kept her some back there. Um, yeah, I want you to have one. And I don't really want to tell you why you get one till you have one, because you may not want one. <laughs> No, I'll go ahead while you're getting those. Uh, what I want you to do on this card, take it home and write your grace story. I want you to share an experience of God's grace in your life with us. Now, you don't have to sign it if you don't want to. If you want to do it anonymously, you can, although I think it's probably a little more powerful if it's connected with a particular person. Um, but I want you to write it. And I, I only want it to be what you can get on the front and back of this card. Um, so, uh, you know, we're not asking for a whole that you have to write a lot. But because um, what I'm going to do, you're going to bring them back next week, aren't you? Yes. You're going to bring them back next week and I'm going to collect them. And I'm going to randomly share some of them with you. And then all of them are going to get posted on the wall in the main hallway. I'm going to have a, especially yours, Nicole. <laughs> uh, some of you, I know your handwriting, so I'm just saying, uh, you don't put your name, you don't put your name, but I know. No, I'm, I'm going to put them on the wall um, so that all of you can read them. And I would like to keep this going through the end of the year. Which means as you have more experiences of God's grace over the next few weeks, write them down. I'll have some more cards there. Write them down. Stick them on the wall. And uh, I, I would just like us to be able to share. Because as I said from the very beginning, grace is one of those things that I can talk about for weeks and weeks and weeks. But and, and you have to experience it to truly understand it. And I want you to read about others' experiences of God's grace. So, um, this morning I want to finish up by talking about how God's grace is greater than circumstances. God's grace is greater than circumstances. Um, do you know the word circumstance comes from the same root word as circumference? So think of a circle. And you're in the middle of that circle. 
And all the things that are going on around you, the events, the conditions of, of life that are happening all around you, those are your circumstances. I did something in Bible study Thursday night that I found interesting. I, I asked the folks there to just name out some of the circumstances that they're dealing with uh, right now or in life. And, and they started naming things. And I wrote on the board as fast as I could. There were health issues and there were financial problems and there were some relationships that were struggling. And there were, you know, I need a new job. Um, uh, just all sorts of things. And after, after a while I stopped and I asked them to tell me what all of these had in common. And what they had in common was they were all bad. They were all negative things. They were all things that are problems, that are issues in life. And I said, don't any of you have anything going on that's any good? <laughs> and anybody had any good news? Oh, yeah. Well, and they started naming those things. And I said, well, why is it that when I ask you to name circumstances of your life, you immediately went negative? You immediately thought of all the bad things, all the problems, instead of the blessings. And I just wanted to illustrate that's how our human nature tends to work. We tend to focus on the problems, on the negative, on the issues, rather than on those things that are good in our lives. And the other thing we notice from the list is that most of them were things over which we didn't have control. Uh, many of the circumstances in our lives happen to us and happen around us. And all we can control is how we cope with them, how we respond to them, what we do with them. And all that is to lead up to the scripture I want to share this morning. I'm going to be in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. And that is on page 1841, if you happen to be using a pew Bible. It's only three verses, and actually they are extremely short verses. And each verse is a single statement. And even though it's very simple to read, they can be fairly difficult to understand and even more difficult to actually do in our lives. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 Be joyful always. Verse 17 Pray continually. Verse 18 Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. See any problems there? <laughs> I'm not too bad at the praying continually. <laughs> Because of all the, the problems and the issues and the negative circumstances we encounter, I spend a lot of time praying. But being joyful always and giving thanks in all circumstances, that, that's, that's a problem. That's a hang-up. 
that's an obstacle, if you will, for me and perhaps for you. Um, we are accustomed to being joyful in the good circumstances and being thankful for the good things. But you want me to be joyful always, good and bad? You want me to give thanks in all circumstances, good and bad? Boy, that's not natural. And it isn't natural. It's something that you can only do through Christ. And Paul is challenging us to rise above our natural self, our human nature, and to be something better, something more. And lest you think that Paul is writing this because he doesn't have any problems, <laughs> you know, it'd be easy if your life is good and everything's going great to say, yeah, be joyful, be thankful. Yeah, I can do that. But Paul did not have an easy life. In fact, Paul had a life that was much more difficult than any of us sitting in this room. If you went to 2 Corinthians 11, you would see a, a whole list of circumstances that Paul shares with us that are bad. Let me just share some with you. He says, five times I was whipped. Three times I was beaten with rods. I was stoned. I was shipwrecked three times. I live a transient life. I mean, he doesn't really have a home. He just goes from here and there. Uh, he said, I'm in constant danger, danger from the environment, danger from the people around me. I work long hours with little sleep. I'm hungry, thirsty, cold, naked, and worried about the churches. Wow. Makes my life look pretty good. <laughs> And this is the guy that's telling us to be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. How can he do that? There's only one way. He understands that grace is greater than circumstances. He understands that he who is for us is far greater than anything that can come against us. I was reading uh, about a lady named Corey Ten Boom. Any of you know who Corey Ten Boom is? You kind of date yourself if you do. Uh, she died back in 1983. But Corey uh, lived in Holland, grew up in Holland with her family. And during World War II, uh, when Nazi Germany invaded Holland, uh, they began the persecution of the Jews there just like they did everywhere else. And um, Corey's family thought it was their Christian duty to, to help these people. And so they invited dozens of Jewish families and others being persecuted by the Nazis to, to hide out uh, on their property. Well, eventually they were found out and her and all of her family were sent to concentration camps. All of them died, except for Corey. And out of her experience with the Holocaust, she could have become extremely bitter and angry, not only about life, but about God. 
But the opposite happened. She became uh, one of the most inspirational uh, authors and speakers for Christ. She wrote a wonderful book called The Hiding Place that I would encourage you to, to read if you haven't. And I just want to share with you some of the things that Corey has said in her writings to help us understand that she takes Paul's challenge seriously to be joyful always, to pray continually, and to thank God in all circumstances. She said, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. You know, the difficult thing with so many of our circumstances is we can't see down the road where this leads, how this is going to come out. And we fear the worst, and we begin to expect the worst. And that brings out the worst in us. Corey was in the midst of an impossible situation. And yet, she was willing to trust it to the God that she knew. A God that she knew loved her and cared for her and was with her. And that nothing that happened in this world could change that or take that away from her. The Nazis deprived her of everything. Her family, her home, every possession that she owned. But they could not touch her faith. They could not touch her spirit. So never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. This is powerful. You will never learn that Christ is all you need until Christ is all you have. I mean, that's, that's powerful right there. As long as we can depend on ourselves and as long as we have our own resources, we'll, we'll tend to lean on those. But when you've been stripped of everything that you can hold on to and Christ is all there is, she discovered that Christ is all she needed. And he was able to see her through the most horrific of experiences. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Think about that one a moment. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Corey came to understand prayer was meant to be a driving force in her life. If she didn't pray, she wouldn't survive. But quite often we treat prayer like the spare tire. Well, if I get in trouble, I'll get it. But most of the time I'm going to ignore it. I haven't looked at my spare tire in so long, it's probably flat. Which means it's useless. And unfortunately, when prayer is ignored day in and day out and week in and week out and, and we don't pray and then all of a sudden the need for prayer is there and we try to pray, we find it difficult to do that because our prayer life is flat, just like that, that tire. If you look at the world, you will be distressed if you look at yourself, you'll be depressed. 
if you look to Christ, you'll be at rest. That's good stuff right there. Corey should have been a preacher. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look at yourself, you'll be depressed. If you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Sometimes those circumstances get, get to swirling all around us and we, we become overwhelmed and we don't know what to say, what to do, how to cope. And in the middle of that, you can look to Christ and just say, take it. It's too big. It's too much for me. I need you to take it. And he will. <laughs> Last one. There is no panic in heaven. God has no problems, only plans. Think about that a minute. You know, wouldn't it be great if life was like our, our key fob here for our cars? has a panic button on it. Mine works really good because I accidentally hit it often. But, um, you know, wouldn't it be great if life had a panic button? <laughs> but Corey discovered that, that God has no panic in heaven. Nothing happens to us, and he goes, oh, I didn't see that coming. Wow. I would have I got on that if I'd known that was what was going to happen. There's no panic in heaven. God has no problems, only plans. You see, all those circumstances in our life, good and bad, are the raw material that God uses to fulfill His purpose in our life. I was watching a show yesterday um, with Sue down at the hospital, uh, Dirty Jobs. Have, have you watched that with Mike Rowe? I mean, this guy does things that I, yeah, I'm not doing that. It's not like dirty jobs, he does nasty jobs. But he had, he had a job that was interesting more than it was, well, I guess it was dirty, but he went to a bell foundry. This family had been casting bronze bells for 150 years. They were into their third and fourth generations of bell makers. And they still did it the same way that they did 150 years ago. And there was this big pile of sand, and then there were bags of horse manure. And of course Mike says, well, what are we going to do with horse manure? <laughs> and they said, well, you have to use that to cast the bell. <laughs> and he said, you got to explain that to me. He said, well, we, we make a sand mold for the bell that we're going to pour the liquid bronze into. But the sand will not hold together on its own. So we mix in the horse manure. And when you mix the horse manure with the sand, I know, it's, it's yucky. Uh, people are going, ee. Um, but when you mix the horse manure with the sand, it holds it together in such a way that you can pour the hot bronze into it, and it'll hold together. And I'm watching that show, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to talk about today, and it's like, you know, that's, that's what Paul's trying to say. We can be joyful always, and pray continually and 
give thanks in all circumstances because all circumstances are coming together to accomplish God's purpose. God cannot do everything in your life He wants to do with just blessings, with just good, with just wonderful circumstances. That pain, that sorrow, that heartache, that, that hurt that comes into your life, boy, God is mixing all that in. And it's allowing Him to create the mold that will make you more like Jesus. Because grace is greater than our sin. Grace is greater than our brokenness. Grace is greater than our weakness. And grace is greater than our circumstances. Thank you. Whatever you want to put in the blank, grace greater than what? Just fill it in. Next week, we'll hear your grace stories. Let us pray. God, I am grateful that your grace is greater because I would not want to live a day in this world without grace. I would not want to live without your love, your grace, your care, uh, because we, we don't have those things in this world. Joy and peace, we can't find them. Those things can only come from you as products of your grace. So I pray that every day, whatever the circumstances may be, that we would learn to be joyful always and to pray continually and to give thanks in all circumstances because we know that is your will for us in Christ Jesus. And we pray this in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you.